That's actually what the mission is, is to sign up the entire world to be on that protocol. Just like SMTP, think about email. Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the email marketing podcast or the autoresponder guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. It's John McIntyre here, the autoresponder guy here. I'm with uh, Tammy Camp. Now, uh, Tammy, you met on Facebook, of all places in uh, Ryan Levesque's group for uh, internet marketers. But uh, as you'll find out in a minute, Tammy's definitely not a marketer. She doesn't do marketing at all. What she actually does instead is she works with 500 startups. She's on the growth and distribution team and they've got a conference coming up that's not on marketing, it's on distribution. It's called the Weapons of Mass Distribution. So she's very much uh, doesn't want to call it marketing, but it'll be a little bit similar to what we usually talk about, but from a different angle. So I thought it'd be interesting to get Tammy's perspective because it's from way, way outside the internet marketing zone in the world of uh, San Francisco startups from, I mean, she's at AWS, the AWS headquarters, I think right now. So this is like smack bang in the center of startup land. And uh, I thought she'd have an interesting perspective. So let's find out what she has to say. Tammy, how are you going? Hi, John. Thanks for having me. No worries. Thanks for coming on the show. So before we get into the, I guess, what you actually, like what you actually do and some of the stuff that the startups do for email and distribution, can you give the, uh, the listener a bit of a background on who you are and, uh, and what you do? Sure. So I actually started in 2001 as an affiliate marketer. Um, so back in the day, um, I think I generated over a billion dollars worth of affiliated revenues. Um, and then billion? after that, yeah, a billion. It was like I was a super, super affiliate for many, many years. Um, so that's how I got my my start in growth and in distribution. And I moved to San Francisco because I wanted to be in the, you know, in Silicon Valley. And um, since then, I've been um, at Walmart Labs. Um, I built their product API um, that they're using today. And then also, um, I was at the first. I uh, was the first head of growth at Stellar, uh, which is a payments protocol, and we grew from zero to four million users in four months. And now um, I am at 500 startups, and I'm a distribution hacker in residence. And basically, what that means is, I um, it's basically like an entrepreneur in residence. Um, you know, I'm building my own things, and at the same time, I'm helping all of their bash companies because 500 startups is a is um, as an accelerator and a venture firm. Hmm. Um, and actually, they're the most active venture firm um, in the world. They've, or we've invested in over a thousand companies, and we have about $150 million under management. But they have the, f- the fund, and then they also have an accelerator program. And um, there's about 30 companies in each accelerator program, and we have it about once a quarter. Um, so I'm actually the, the distribution hacker president there to help those companies with their growth and distribution. Wow, okay. So it sounds like you've, because we spoke, we spoke was a couple of weeks ago about doing some work together, but what, because I thought you were just a startup, into startups, and you'd always sort of been that way, but you said you, you, got, you started in, a, in the affiliate world. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a very interesting start. <laughs> yeah, you know, got to start somewhere. <laughs> or 
I just, I didn't even know anything about when I first started, I didn't know what, you know, what marketing or anything was. I was just, you know, somebody showed me how to, you know, buy ads one time and then I just started making money and then like started making more money and, you know, doubling down. So I didn't actually realize that I didn't set out to be like an entrepreneur. I just ended up in that situation. Right. And then what, so what happened? Because a lot of people, a lot of people who might listen to this are going to be in a position where they've got a job and they're not an entrepreneur and they're not working for an exciting company like 500 startups. And to them, what they want to do is they want to quit their job and somehow make, you know, a couple thousand bucks a month so they can travel. And that's, that's only some people. But so what mm-hmm. would you say to someone who's, because it sounds like there seems to be this transition, right? Where, where people have a job they don't like, then maybe they go off and they go and do their own thing and they make a little bit of money. And as that scales up, they start to think, well, there's, you know, life isn't just about making money and living on the beach in Thailand or wherever it happens to be, that there's actually more to that. So it's what, like, what's driven you to go from like being an affiliate and I imagine having a lot of freedom where you can live and travel and do all sorts of stuff to go and live in San Francisco and get more, what sounds like a job, but a very entrepreneurial one. And yeah, I mean, routine. I think I have just as much freedom as I did when I was, you know, working a, a lifestyle. When I was, you know, ran a lifestyle business, I'm very much still traveling the world. I just got back from Hong Kong, Taiwan, the Philippines. But instead, like, I have my trip paid for. I get to go talk to exciting new companies and kind of plan my trip, uh, you know, plan the trip. And next next uh, month, I'm going to Dubai and Jordan and Oman. So it's I'm still getting to travel like everywhere where I've always wanted to go because everybody in our organization kind of travels all the time and you just volunteer for the trips that you want to go to. So, and, and I have freedom. Um, so as, as long as you just get your work done and it's always exciting and you can just do it from anywhere in the world. So I think that, you know, the concept of you being stuck in a cubicle at a startup is not correct you know you're just you know you're working from coffee shops you're working from um aws loft (laughs) working from home working from you know your hotel room in the city i mean that's it's it's i feel like it's the same yeah okay okay and and it's a bit and we get unlimited vacate unlimited paid vacations too so like So where, you know, does, where does the limit go with that? Like, you, obviously, you can't take eleven months off a year. No, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like obviously, like you, you wouldn't obviously, like you actually have to be like, you know, qualified to do this job and execute. Like, if you, you know, don't, then you know, you probably wouldn't have the opportunity to do something like this. So, um, you know, you can go, you have that freedom, but. You know, you have to be responsible as well. And I don't know. I don't know about you. Like, if I had like, you know, over a week vacation, and not doing anything, like I just get so antsy. Yeah. You know, I have to have like something to, you know, stimulate my brain. Yeah, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. So, let's talk about this distribution versus marketing thing, because there's a lot of people out online who go and do what we call marketing, and they do paid ads and build a sales funnel and. You know, that sort of thing. And you just told me that you, you built, was it 4 million users in four months? Right. Um, That's a lot of users. Yeah, so I think there's like different approaches. So how we kind of look at things at 500, we look at things in five channels called the ARG, the pirate, um, <laughs> <laughs> the pirate's uh, <laughs> creed. It's um, acquisition, activation, retention, referral, and revenue. So we look at all of these things, like all these, you have to have all these things dialed in to, you know, have a successful product, 
right? And and so um, acquisition is just like one one part of it. So obviously acquisition can be like a lot of paid channels. You know, we do the same like Google AdWords, Facebook ads, YouTube ads, remarketing. But then, you know, when you start thinking about the other four, I feel like, you know, it starts getting a little more te uh, technical. So, you know, no one like, has anybody in the, the internet marketing world talk, talked about churn? People who have like, uh, like we're talking software products or any sort of membership platform, churn's a big, a big topic that comes up. I actually haven't heard anyone talk so this Is there like a churn master? Is there like a mastermind group for churn? Uh, there must be, right? Well, I'm sure like if you go talk to – the thing that's going around a lot, if you look at like uh, Digital Marketer, I think is a good example of this right now. Perry Marshall is another guy that teaches this. And the whole basics of a sales funnel where like you – you know, the whole idea is to lower your acquisition cost as small as possible and increase your um, customer lifetime value as high as possible. And so it's just the business really just fiddling with this, those two numbers, getting your CAC down, getting your lifetime value up, right? So then it's just a matter of, right, well, some things you convert, you know, anytime you optimize your conversion, you're dropping down your CAC. Anytime you add more products or more expensive products or decrease the churn, all those things, that increases your lifetime value. So in the context of that, when someone has a, like a membership community or a software app, so there'll be, there'll be experts out there like, this, like the software SAT, like the SaaS guy or the membership site guy. Mm -hmm. Those guys probably talk about churn, but there's no, I've never heard of a guy being the churn guy. Oh, maybe there needs to be like a churn. A churn. I mean, it's a big issue, it sounds so. like, especially for startups. No, I, I think I actually saw it uh, happen because the very forum that we met in, Ryan's mastermind, I think he had like a $1 promotion and it went all the way up to, I was watching it, the group went up to like 100 and uh, like 820 members like during that promotion. And just this week, I saw it go down to like 711. Huh. So it, if you think about it, that's like 10%. And that's actually very high. That's a very high churn rate um, where we are. So it's like, you know, you want to anything like more than 2% is like you have, um, you know, you have an issue that you need to address. 2% per month? Yeah, 2% per month yeah, is I've... the standard. So I think it's, it's interesting. I've been thinking about this a lot. And like the reason why I say like a tech startup or like, you know, well, there's a monthly fee, they're so valuable is because like, like I was signed up to Aweber, which is an email software, one of the you know starter email software platforms. And I signed up maybe four years ago when I was just getting started, and I used them until it was about six, seven months ago. And if you calculate, it's like thirty to fifty dollars a month over four years. It ends up being it's like fifteen hundred bucks or two grand, depending on how you calculate it. And so it's pretty incredible. But like you can't, and the reason why like I was in with them is because once I load up my you know so like all the different sales funnels that I have and and the different pieces. It's really annoying to go and try and move from that platform. Like it's a, it's a so I can't oh, yeah, just cancel absolutely. and go and have something set up. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, then you know they've done their job. <laughs> they've done. They've like caught, kept you in the the software product. Right, right. right? I mean, it sounds like part of the part of the problem here is that like like with the membership community, for example, I've, most people I know, people will often sign up and stay for three or four months. That would be on average. You've got some people who stay signed up for a year or longer, but the average person will stay signed up for say three or four months to something like Ryan's thing or I've got a, you know, a, a group there's a lot of people that have these different groups and the reason why is like the only mm -hmm. stickiness is you've got a couple like training programs and a forum and there's nothing to really stop anyone from cancelling if they cancel you don't lose your data you lose access you lose access but you don't lose you know a lot you know the last three years worth of data that you've built customer data and say a CRM like Salesforce or sure. one of those platforms so well you never use lose that data with any of those platforms. It's just, that's a migration problem. 
That's true. That's true. But you don't. You don't really need to migrate. Like from from if you're using like an educational, like that Facebook group, for example, you don't really need to migrate from that to another group. It's sort of like that. You don't need to have that. Have that thing. You can cancel it, and business is just going to go on, or like your life will go on. There's nothing to migrate. Oh, sure. Yes, exactly. Sure. So then, one thing. Sure. One thing I think, like I'm interested in, I think a lot of people will be interested in, is this idea of like the to go to these forty thousand people, four million people in four months. How does that happen? Like what? Oh, so so that that's purely on referral. So you know, we'll take PayPal. Actually, we 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 um, so it was a payments protocol. Um, it enabled people to send money instantly for free in any currency, um, and so applications would go on top of it. Protocol meaning like SMTP. SMTP is the protocol that email runs off of, right? Um, it's free, no one owns it, and we're basically building the same thing, or, you know, it's still in existence. We built the same thing, but for financial services, for remittances and, like, money tran- transfers and stuff. So basically what we built an uh, education program, like, um, into, the, into the mandate of what we were doing, and um, we just, like, looked at PayPal because um, uh, Keith, it was actually started, funded by Stripe, which is the payment processing company, and then, um, so... Patrick Collison and Keith Raboy, which is in the PayPal mafia, were on the board, and they pointed us into the direction of looking at PayPal. Now, when PayPal started, you know, it was back in the day where everybody were was very, they were very scared to move money on the internet, um, and they were having a hard time getting users. And what they did was um, give away ten dollars to to people. They funded everybody's account ten dollars, and that's basically what we did. We like funded. We funded everyone's wallet with ten dollars worth of Stellar, which is the currency that's native to that protocol. What's ten dollars um, worth? Then Stellar worth. Ten dollars. Ten dollars like U.S. Yeah, ten dollars. Uh, ten dollars. That's forty million dollars. That's a lot of money. So yeah, uh, well, we gave it away. I think you can still get it now. How many the giveaway still going. What's the site? Stellar. Yeah, Stellar.org.org. So yeah, um, giving away free money. It works. <laughs> okay. Okay, and then it's a case. Of, so, how is this different to PayPal? So, PayPal is um, an application that a service that sits on top of the existing payment system. You know, ACH and SWIFT and Federal and Fedwire, right? We're building a SWIFT 2.0, right? So, all of all of those ACH, SWIFT, and um, and Fedwire has have been built over the last 30 years. So a lot of that actually predates the internet. Um, if you think about mobile phones, I mean, the pe- penetration of five years has just been crazy. So um, having all of our financial services built off of, you know, um, you know, technology that predates the internet, you know, obviously it needs upgrades. So this was our solution for that. Okay, okay. And then so, so when that happens, right, because I think a lot of people would be like it's just, you know, people usually think when they think about quitting their job or building their business, they're thinking, well, I'm going to go and get, you know, make a thousand sales, make a couple hundred thousand dollars. And here, like I like the, the way people, the way you are and the way people in like say Silicon Valley think about scale. Like you're not thinking, oh, let's get a couple hundred users. It's let's go get four million no. users. No, we were thinking, let's go sign up the world. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's actually what the mission is, is to sign up the entire world to be on that protocol. Just like SMTP, think about email. Yeah. SMTP is a protocol that powers email, yeah. right? We want it to be as ubiquitous as email. Okay, okay. Right? <laughs> Why? You're like looking at me. You're no, like, I'm, not, I'm not. It's funny because like, I'm out of questions. You're like, you're, you're saying, all right, we're going to build this thing where we get everyone in the world on it. 
And it's a bit like, all right, well, cool. It's like, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> I mean, I think it's awesome. I think it's, I think it's, because you've been to, this reminds me of um, Silicon, uh, not Silicon Valley, Singularity University. Yeah. Which you've been to. Is this one of those projects that stems from Singularity University? Um, it is a, it's an area that I grew to love because I went to Singularity University. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. So it sounds like this idea when people think about, you know, let's go think big and let's go get every single person on the planet to use our product. That's a pretty, so it sounds like, you know, you, people can talk like marketing strategies and, you know, how to optimize your Facebook ad and your landing page and all that stuff. But one thing that, you know, I find funny when people first get into this, when people are just learning marketing, they often think that marketing is the most important thing. But mm-hmm. like with this, it's a you need third of it, right? And, and actually engineers, so it's a it's the reverse problem here in Silicon Valley. They're like these amazing engineers and developers and they're like, oh, this is the most amazing product, right? And then they don't have marketing for it and it fails, yeah. right? Because they're like, oh, it's so awesome that I don't have to market it. They'll just come, right? Well, no, well, we don't do marketing. We only do growth hacking and distribution. <laughs> or, or are you saying that the code is there like, oh, I'm not a marketer, I don't even do marketing, but this product is so good that it'll distribute itself? I think we, we think of it and like, again, going back to art, the art. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we tend to think in that mindset and at scale, right? Um, if we can't, If we can't get, you know, several million users and it's you know not the market's like not big enough right right what would be your advice to someone who's not who doesn't think like this like if someone's not thinking like this if they're currently thinking oh well i just want to quit my job or i just want to build this business and have a bit more time with my and that's respectable right i started out that way so i actually know i i've been in that situation so absolutely there's nothing wrong with it. It's just. Um, what, what would be your advice to someone though? Who, because a lot of people like who want to think bigger. It's that you know maybe there's like that follow your passion. Everyone's looking for. I feel like everyone's looking for meaning in the, in life right now. And one mm-hmm. way. Really, or is it just you, John? You just, <laughs> I'm totally projecting. Yeah. I think you are projecting. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You're totally projecting. You're traveling the world. You're like, what is the meaning of life? You want to, you're applying to singularity. You're like, okay, I want to think bigger. So this question is for you. <laughs> it's for me. That's what this podcast is for. Yeah, it's, okay. It's just a reason to chat to all the cool people that are out there. Yeah, great angle. <laughs> <laughs> so what then? Well, let's, you see, I want to answer the question. What's the advice then? Yeah, well, I was like, what was the question before I started giving you a hard time? Um, what, how, what's the process into thinking well, the, bigger? Well, the question was like, what's your advice to someone who wants to think bigger? Yeah. Well, that want, doesn't want to move here because a whole different vibe here is like the streets. Well, no, that would be open. I mean, what's your, yeah, how would you, you know, what, if you were to give, give it like a lecture on? Well, what I did, I'll tell you what I did. Okay. Um, it's like very attracted to it, right? So I, I moved here from a perfectly, you know, great lifestyle in Florida. Right. I moved here um, and I just immersed myself in, in everything. So I went to, you know, like Singularity University. I did the a graduate studies program. It was a three month course that was on NASA Ames and Mountain View. Um, so I stayed there and we just did uh, lecture after lecture after lecture about um, innovation and, um, you know, education, global health, space, uh, poverty, energy, education, you know, in these like really like seven security so it's like it was like seven challenge areas yeah. and they just brought in everyone it was like one ted talk after another of 
the people that were, you know, at the top of their fields in those categories. And it was just amazing. So it's just like, I, I feel like it's just taking the time to learn it, right? It, it is all about time, right? Doing your thousand hours, your 10,000 hours. Right, right. And part of it too is like knowing what, like doing the 10,000 hours on the right stuff. Because you go do 10,000 hours on optimizing your Facebook landing page. But yeah. this is like, this is talking about like learning something entirely different. Yeah. You know what, uh, I was reading, a, I was on Quora the other day, reading, a, it was a post from Elon Musk's, I think ex-wife, Justine Musk, yeah. and someone asked, asked a question about, you know, becoming a billionaire, and she mentioned something where it's, it was a cool, I, don't, I think it was, a, it was a good idea, and she, she basically said that uh, you want to get really, really good at one thing, which might be business, for example, not like Facebook ads, that's too, that's too specific, but just say good at business, and then get really good, so do your 10,000 hours in business, and then do your 10,000 hours with engineering, and then you combine those two things together, and then you have idea sex, I like that phrase. Oh, that's great. And so it sounds like that's what that, that's sort of what happens, right? If, if you were to go to like if someone was to go to Singularity University and they didn't have any skills yet, it might not go anywhere. Whereas if someone's good at say marketing or good at programming or good at something like that, and then they mix that with some of the, like the the big you know grand challenges that are out there right now, like the, like the fact that all our financial you know all the systems that our uh, our finances run on are, were built 30 years ago, then we can actually start to combine stuff and come up with new solutions. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, and I, and I, there is some truth to that because if you think about like all the people um, that are, you know, at the, you know, the billionaires that have just been minted here, they're all like both technical and very good at business. Like um, look at, you know, Travis Kalanick, the CEO of Uber. He's both technical and just badass in business. Um, you know, Look at Mark Zuckerberg. He started out as a programmer, but it was ability to learn. It is all about your ability to learn. So he was able to learn business mm. and you know learn it at a very high level and have those right people around him. And Drew Housen, the CEO of and founder of Dropbox, same thing. He was an engineer, um, and then he was just you know was a very fast learner and could actually learn you know how to play the game. It's you have to have like complementary like uh, skill sets. Yeah. Right, right. Be multifaceted, right? Right. You can't just be good thing. You can't be just good at one thing. You have to be good at multiple things. And that's how it is with like products too, right? Like back to back to like you have to be good at the the product has to be good. All the marketing channels or growth channels need to be like good. Yeah. And then and then it needs to solve a problem, right? Those right. Two, those three things like typically, you know, make for a good uh, company here. Right. One thing I wondered about before I asked a few different people this. Is there's a lot of like the typical stories? Mark Zuckerberg who sits down and you know he's he's you know cranking out programs at 14 years old, and then you've got guys like who probably get more of that. Yeah, they get their start on the internet. So I, like I'd be more like this, right? I, I I mean I'm not really a coder. I can build a site and do some stuff with CSS, but I'm not I'm not building any apps, for example. And so right. like I you know I get a lot of friends like this, right? We, you know we all have some degree like we can build sites and stuff, but our, our real skill is say marketing and copywriting and coming up with angles and that like the the salesy side of it. And so what I've wondered is like how much room is there? It sounds like there's a lot. Is it possible? Because it sounds like the the usual thing is someone comes in and they're a coder and then they learn to do business, mm-hmm. not the other way around. Mm, no, that's not true either. There's been business people that have made it without learning code at all as well. Let me think. So the the wildfire crew they exited for at Google for like um, five hundred million. They didn't know how to code. Is that what you're asking? Like all yeah, the yeah, yeah, it's interesting. No, there 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 are some. Yeah, um, there's there's loads of them here. Absolutely. I'm like trying to think off the top of my head. I'm like, what are the billion dollar companies that 
I didn't um, either. I, gotta have to take a, I have to take a look at it, actually. There's actually a conference called, uh, that I saw the other day called HustleCon. And yeah, exactly. It's like that's that's exactly what this is for, right? Guys who can't code but you know want to build a big business. So startup tactics for non-techies is the tagline. Yeah, so actually, it's true. The next billion dollar startups, retail next. You probably never heard of it. It's like SaaS. You know, that's the same thing, right? Yeah, a lot of these Blue Apron, you know, marketplace for subscription meal service. You know, already at a five hundred million dollar valuation. Yeah, they're they're there. Yeah, yeah. Thumbtack. Thumbtack is a service listings marketplace. They're rate like they just raised over a billion dollars. I don't think, you know, a lot of those guys aren't aren't technical. They were just very good at process. Interesting, yeah. interesting. And so, what happens if someone? If so, what happens if someone just shows up and they did what you did, right? They're just going to go, all right, screw it. I'm going to go to Silicon Valley. I'm going to go to San Francisco, grab an apartment, and figure something out. What would be the What would be the process for it happening? <laughs> The process for it happening. <laughs> like you know what I mean, right? Like what would if if someone and like said, I mean this is you, you, I think you're pretty right. Like I'm asking because I'm I'm personally very okay. curious about this. If I was to like basically okay. pack up and stop doing what I'm doing right well, now, that's exactly what you do. You pack it up, you get an apartment, you like move here, and then you start going to events and you start socializing and you start meeting people and you start telling people what you're passionate about, yeah. and and then they think of you when they find. They, you know, match. I mean, it's a small community. There's only like 700,000 people that live in San Francisco. It's so small. That's a really small, it's only 700,000. Oh, you mean 700,000 in, in the tech community? In San Francisco. No, the population of San Francisco is 700,000 people. That's tiny. Okay. And then to the, and, and then into the tech community. And then at, like, like this at large, the at large, uh, God, I think San Francisco Bay Area is bigger. So it's like 4 million that includes San Jose. Well, actually, I don't know, but it's small. It's smaller than you think. Like everybody knows everyone here. You know, it's a very small crew. So you go to San Francisco and you start going to like the, I guess the different meetups, because it's a small community. Exactly. You start you're bumping into the same people everywhere, and yeah. then at the time you, they're gonna remember you and opportunities. Oh, start yeah, popping and they're so yeah. Everybody needs like people that like. It's so difficult to find people to work here. Really? You know. Absolutely. I would have like, thought like the tech bubble was, you know, it was like five years ago and all the billionaires have been made. No. Uh, no. <laughs> no, all the billionaires have not been made. But um, there's a, yeah, it's, it's really tough to find good people here. Because huh. everybody's like, if you're good, you're, you know, you're snagged up very quickly. What about good code, good programmers versus good marketers? Or like copywriters, for example. Oh, both. Both, yeah. yeah. Um, copywriters are like, so many people that need copywriters right now. So many people that are looking for growth people right now. Yeah. It's. It would be fun. So, yeah. I mean, that's why I've thought about it, right? Because it'd be such a different <laughs> life to go and, like, the, the whole, like, like working at home and traveling around, like, next month I'm going to be off, I'm going to Colombia. And that'd be cool. It'd be great to be in Colombia and do salsa dancing and a bunch of different stuff like that. But there's something like, uh, like, you do it on your own and you kind of hang out with people, but you're not really involved in this grand mission. You're not really, you're, like, on a team where you're fighting for something. And so there's this sometimes, and I know, I think a lot of people get this, this sense of, well, it's fun and everything, but sometimes you kind of, like, you miss that camaraderie of, say, like, a not, a, a job's not really like the right thing. Yeah. Like being, you know, working for uh, something that's bigger than just you, or bigger than just traveling around. Right. Sure. So. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So what's your? So we'll finish up in a second. We're coming right on time. What's uh? What's the big? Where are you trying to get to? Like what's your? What's what's your big know. reason why? You know, like there's no reason. Well, it's all about the journey, not the destination, man. <laughs> <laughs>
Like, are you trying to be? Are you trying to be? Uh, you know, a billionaire? Are you just there to hang out with the? You know, be where it's happening and be part no. of something. You know, you know what it is. I actually just want to solve problems. Um, I want to solve problems in effective ways. And you know, the company that I'm working on now, like, no one's solving a problem that I have. It's a personal problem, and I think a lot of people have this problem. So I just want to solve it. See where it goes. You know, um, we're problem solvers here. Yeah. Very cool. Cool. All right then. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up here. Before we go though, if someone wants to learn more about uh, 500 startups or. Oh, WMD. That's right. Our conference is coming up next week um, for 500 startups called Weapons of Mass Distribution. And if you go to my Twitter, at Tammy Camp, um, you'll find a code to get 75% off. No, $75 (laughs) off the ticket. And I think you just use Tammy VIP on checkout. And it should take it take it off right off your ticket. Nice, nice. And what are they going to learn? Oh, they learn from the best, the best uh, One of growth factors. You're right. Is that? Uh, yeah. You know what? There's a lot of lot more people that are people better than me. Um, like Sean Ellis, he's a guy that actually coined the term growth hacking. He was the first uh, first per- person who did marketing for Dropbox. So he actually came up with that referral program, give twenty get twenty, like yeah. in free storage. Um, and that's how Dropbox became, you know, so popular. Um, so that was by Sean Ellis. He'll be there. Um, and um, actually, James Courier, he was the growth person at PayPal. So um, way back in the day. Um, so he'll be there talking. Um, yeah, so a lot of, like, big, big names that have uh, grown these billion-dollar companies are, are speaking at, at the conference. Yeah. Very cool. Cool. Bro, I'll have links to that in the show notes at themcmethod.com. We see if some people get there and, uh, and grow. learn how to weapons of mass distribution, not marketing. Distribution. <laughs> Tammy, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you want to discover more insider tips, tricks, and secrets about driving sales with email marketing, sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy. Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more.